This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you to all the bicycle riders, seen? Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show for Monday the 14th of September and uh, yes, a mighty 27 degrees uh, forecast out there today but being spring it's going to change in the afternoon. Anyway, um, welcome to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and uh, we're broadcasting from 3CR 855 AM and Digital Community Radio in Melbourne and this is a program about cycling and related transport issues. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last era of current affairs and my name's Chris. So today I'll be catching up with Tina McCarthy from Wheel Women. We last spoke in May 2013 on this show and we'll be chatting about what she's been up to in the last two years including you know a big weekend down at Lawn and a lot of programs and stories and initiatives that um, she's been involved with with Wheel Women um, since their inception. Now seeing that the program is going to be predominantly about women and cycling. Uh, there was an interesting um, little, uh, was it called, an infographic, one of the uh, things that I saw that uh, Cycling Victoria put out. Um, it was like, ta- let's take a closer look at 10 myths about women and cycling. And um, it was an interesting little portal. It just does, uh, well, info, info, not a portal, that's the link off the uh, uh, Cycling Victoria website, but it was like an infographic, infographic get my pronounce that correctly of 10 reasons you know myths about women and cycling and uh, participation within Australia is a steadily growing physical activity for Victorian cycling including BMX is seen as the third largest growth in sport and physical activity in the last decade and that's from the ABS stats 2011 but uh, riding a bike has a wide range of benefits as we know which are health environments economics social outcomes and you know obviously riding for transport however the overall increase in participation women are still less likely to participate in cycling and in fact Osroads uh, found that uh, 20% of males ride a bike per week compared to only 12% of females in 2014 the League of American Bicyclists released a report into getting women riding, including bursting 10 myths about women and cycling. And that inspired this thing I'm about to go rattle through, was uh, to debunk myths about women and cycling in Australia. And um, this is pretty much what they found, if I can get this thing to work right now. What the 10 myths were, as I find the shortcut, and bingo, I've got it. The wonders of modern technology. Anyway, myth number one, women don't like bikes. And the fact is women's participation in the recreational cycling in, in recreation cycling has grown 50% since 2005, which has doubled the growth of male participation, ABS 2011. Myth number two, which is rebounded by fact, women aren't concerned about cycling in their communities. The National Heart Foundation found that women want to cycle more and would do so 
with an increase in safe cycling facilities in their communities. Uh, myth number three, women are just a small niche market. Women are not a small niche market. In fact, Australia has more women than men involved, and that's ABS, again, Bureau of Stats, 2013. There's a growing interest amongst women to get on the bike. However, it is not being translated into practice due to various barriers. Myth number four, women don't own bikes. Fact, one in three women currently have a bike and an additional 15 have access to one. Well, I'm a bit of an outlier there. I've got a few more than one. Uh, five, women aren't interested in cycling. The NHF 2013 found that 60% of women want to cycle more than they currently do. Over the last two years, more than 1,000 women have taken part in Cycling Victoria's Breeze Rides, a cycling program for women. Okay, we're halfway there. Myth number six. Women account for very few bike rides. Women take more than 340,000 bike rides per week in Victoria, and that's Osroads 2013. This is compared to 565,000 miles. Myth number seven. Women don't cycle to work in significant numbers. The fact for this one is... Now, the number of people cycling to work in Melbourne grew almost 43% from 2001 to 2006. Of these, 25% were females. There is evidence that as cycling increases, the percentage who are female also increases, and that comes from Vic Roads. Myth number eight, cycling isn't popular, isn't a popular activity amongst women. Fact, cycling is the fifth most popular sport and physical recreation activity for women. And that's borne out by ABS 2011. Females are more likely to have participated in a cycling program than males. 12% compared to 7%. Myth number nine. Men are the face of the sport and recreation industry. Fact, in 2011... 40,244 females were employed in sport and recreation occupations in Australia, an increase of 31% compared to 2006. And myth number 10 is women don't read cycling news stories. Fact, Cycling Australia 2013 found that 91% were interested in reading stories about women cycling. And yesterday, I know for a fact that I was trying to read um, Le Quip, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, the French uh, sporting paper. I do occasionally read these sort of things. I can read French and some other languages better than I can probably pronounce or speak them. But the thing that uh, women aren't interested in these things, which is possibly debunked there, or the stats aren't uh, that sort of low level that uh, we would like to expect. And that's coming from Cycling Victoria. So, yeah, some interesting stuff there for you to uh, muse about. You can go to the Cycling Victoria website, cycling.vic.org.au. Well, where have I got it here? Yeah, vic.cycling.org.au and look up 10 Myths About Women and Cycling. You'll find that little infograph. And what else have we got here? There's some interesting news coming up. Um, oh, yes, this is for Thursday, uh, Mooney Valley Council have got a Keeping You Moving at Sustainable Transport Forum thing coming up on Thursday. And keeping with some of the uh, 
discussions we've been having on this program the last couple of years about um, ways of moving about the city, you know, integrated transport. So Mooney Valley Council will put this on. Have you ever wondered what would be needed to change your lifestyle and community if you travel around more sustainably? Can you imagine not needing your car to get around? So they're having this on Thursday night and it's going to be at the council chambers at Mooney Valley Civic Centre. That's at 9 Kellaway Avenue. You can go and have a look up uh, more information via their website or Eventbrite, but it is a free event that's going to be starting at 7pm. So that's something to keep in mind if you're kind of in the inner west. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Tina McCarthy. Like some food for thought? Tune in to Radical Philosophy with discussions on freedom, happiness, knowledge, evil and rational argument. With words from Hawthorne, Tatman, Jenkins, Hutchinson, Hirsi Ali and Plumwood. So tune in to 3CR Community Radio 8.55 on your AM dial on Thursday afternoon from 3.30 until 4 o'clock. And let's get radical about philosophy. And you're back listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, 855 AM and digital. And that cheery little track for Monday morning was Japanda. Um, like your smile is totally ruling me with some nice bicycle lyrics thrown in there for good measure. And we're speaking to Tina McCarthy from Wheel Women. You there, Tina? Yes, I am, Chris. Hi. Hi. You, how'd you pull up after yesterday? Yeah, pretty good. It was a pretty exciting weekend and... Um, lots of tired people, but uh, we had a ball. It was great. Yeah. So you've been down at Lawn. Yes, we have. So we were at Amy's Grand Fondo. This is our, our second year. And um, we set the ride as a bit of a target or a bit of a goal for some of the women to try and achieve that distance because it's a little bit... Uh, that, that We only do the Medio Fondo, but that distance... Um, and that particular ride's a little bit harder than some of the other 50k event rides. So um, we had some very happy women yesterday who, who smashed it. Excellent. So I last spoke to you, I think, in May 2013 when you're kind of getting started, you know, establishing Will Women. Um, yes. can, you get, can you give us a bit of a re- recap for people what uh, Will Women is about? Yeah, sure. Um, gosh, that seems such a long time ago. Um, Wheel Women is really a, a social, recreational and non-competitive bike riding group. So we run skills programs, regular rides, and um, we like to create pathways for women so that if they're just getting into cycling, they've got a place that they feel supported and feel like it's very comfortable to be there so that they can learn the skills they need to become regular riders and not feel intimidated by this whole, I guess, this whole culture around cycling that can really, really scare a lot of women away. Yeah, because I was reading earlier, I don't know if you were listening in the intro to the show, there was the 10 myths about women that um, Cycling Victoria helped put together. And and a lot of the, there's a lot of kind of, I think, the, the barriers around cycling are perceived ones at times. Well, yeah, it's interesting you say that because I, I did write an article for Cycling Tips and I kind of said that 
We say that there are all these barriers, and you know, if I hear this word barriers to women's cycling one more time, I, you know, I, I'll go nuts because I guess in a way there there are no barriers. We we the media just keeps going on and on and on about all these barriers to women's cycling, and the more they talk about it, we start to believe it. And um, if we can actually start talking about the positives in women's cycling, so how many women are riding, how many women are really getting into it, the fact that women are the new big thing in um, cycling as an, a business and an industry because they're, they are part of what is generating this re, kind of renewal in interest in cycling because once women start cycling and it starts spreading to the kids, once they're riding with mum, then dads want to get into it too. So women have a really big flow-on effect as um, for, for cycling as an industry. So I think that the media really needs to stop going on about all these barriers because we hear so many women um, coming into Will Women saying, I can't do this, I can't do that. And in fact, many times they haven't actually tried even doing those things, but they've read about it and thought, gosh, I can't go on the road because it's just it's too dangerous and it's too busy. And okay, there are risks. But if you learn to do these things properly and in a supported environment, then, you know, you can you can do it. You can easily do it. <laughs> yeah, so you, you do structured courses and, like, an, an environment where people learn, can learn these skills. Can you give an example of some of the things that you've done to break that uh, oh, magic word barrier or perceived? Yeah. Oh, we've got to think of a different yeah. word. We've really got to come up with some different yeah, language. We do. But we absolutely do. Yeah. So, some examples <laughs> yeah. of things that you do. Okay. So, um, one of the, the classic examples is, you um, know, one of our beginner courses. We have lots of women who tell us, "I, you know, I just don't ride on the road. I'm not prepared to do that." And we understand the risks. We understand why people feel that way. But what we like to do is actually take them on a road, and we we generally will ch- try and choose something that they just think, no way, I am never going to do that. So we actually ride them through the middle of the city, heading down Swanson Street, which, you know, that's a challenging path at times, um, and then take them um, through some other areas through the city. And we have ride leaders who we shadow them and buddy up with them. And it's kind of like holding your hand as you ride through the city. And we, we talk them through the whole process so that they understand what's happening at the intersections, understand what's happening with the other cyclists and pedestrians around them. Um, so that's a really good example of how we try and cross the, the bridge that, that is holding them back from being on the road. Once they've done it, they feel a whole lot more comfortable and, and they see that actually it's not quite as difficult as they might have thought it is. One of the other things we'll do is t- teach them about gears. So we... We, um, we, we'll we put them into different gear combinations, you know, the big ring and the little ring and the, all the cogs at the back and give them different combinations and show them exactly what's happening. And then we get them to use the wrong gears to ride up a hill and show them what happens when you use the right combinations. And so really practical stuff. And it, it, a lot of it's very basic stuff, but nobody's ever told them and nobody's ever shown them. So 
it, it really is a bit of hand-holding, but it makes a really big difference. Because mm. I've found things like um, trying to get people to learn to spin because it, uh, it's that kind of counterintuitive yeah. thing of, oh, that won't do anything. Oh, yes, it will. And uh, doing things like cross-training when you're kind of in the wrong gear. Um, yeah. Exactly. Simple, simple things. It's not amazingly technical knowledge. But we again, no, we, we put these false perceptions up and it's just that little bit of knowledge and you yeah, these breakthroughs, like what well, things you, you do. Yes, and I think one of the things is that um, it, it's a bit like, I, I guess you could equate it to, um, you know, it's, it's like long division. If nobody's ever shown you how to do it, well, you don't know how to do it. You don't yeah. know what you don't know. So if we can just break it down into really simple steps and show them all of these things, then it really does make an enormous difference. And, and we've got some writers who... Have, there's one in particular I'm thinking of who started with us back in um, February of actually just started last time we had spoken um, with you mm. and she's now one of our leading coaches um, and she's she rides like the wind she's just sensational another lady we had started with us back in uh, February of this year and um, she's just we've just announced that she's become a ride leader with us because she's jumping on that road bike, doing 100k rides, you know, climbing the hills. She's awesome. So they didn't know any of this stuff when they started and all it needed was somebody to tell them how it all worked. Yeah, the other thing I find with women in cycling is this perception of a past a certain age you can't. <laughs> I, I, I find that complete, you know, I won't say that word early on a, a Monday morning, but um, you, you'd find that it's all ages, isn't it? Absolutely, and in fact, on the weekend, um, I've just been posting madly on Twitter that our oldest rider, um, Lynn, is 73, and um, Lynn got the third fastest time in her age category at Amy's Grand Fondo. She wasn't going for any time or anything because we're not into competition and um, racing or anything at Wheel Women, but she just rode the way she wanted to ride, and then to hear that she was, you know, third fastest, um, we were all just so excited for her because that just says that at her age, she's just, she just gets on her bike and she rides and she loves it and she's doing such a great job of keeping herself fit and um, keeping herself happy, which is just awesome. So, yeah, any age you can do it. And also we've got to mention those flow-on effects, you know, health and all the incremental things that come out of that. Like you know, you're saying, the lady was 73. Well, that that'd be having amazing effects on, like um, preventing, you know, or or so strengthening her, you know, her health. Oh, absolutely. And and you know, even speaking from my own example, before I got into cycling, I I really was a ticking time bomb for um, mature onset diabetes and also heart disease. And um, in fact, I had a, a blood test. Uh, Two weeks ago, that said, um, my because my my risk of mature onset diabetes, having had gestational diabetes, is so much higher. And you know, I'd put on an awful lot of weight five or six years ago, but now my blood tests were completely normal. I have um, very low risk of mature onset diabetes. Um, I have very low risk of heart um, issues because I'm just super fit. My resting heart rate is ridiculous. So, yeah, it has a huge effect. Huge effect. Mm. So some of the things that you do, um, you, you do like uh, there's a whole ride calendar, but if someone's starting out, what should they be looking at? 
Um, well, look, we, we actually grade out riders into different levels. So we have, um, we start at Aqua, which is those people who have no riding experience whatsoever. So they can't ride a bike. So we teach adults to ride from scratch as well. Um, but we generally will do that as a private lesson because it, that really requires one-on-one attention. Um, but other than that, we have blue riders, pink riders, purple riders and silver riders. So all of those are at different levels from beginner riders just getting back into, you know, thinking about, oh, I might like to go for a ride but I need some help, up to the silver riders who are the basically our coaches who will do anything. And... Um, the best thing is to jump on our website and have a look at those ride levels, but then download what we have as a team app, which is an, a free app for your phone, and you register on the team app and then you can get access to our calendar and you just turn up and come along and get riding. Excellent. And pretty basic to start off. You, what, you need a helmet, a bike if you have one, but you can help out there? Uh, yeah, look, we've got a, a fleet of five demo bikes now, which is pretty awesome. Oh, you've moved um, on a bit there, so yeah. Yeah, we have. Specialised decided to partner with us and they gave us five demo bikes to help us. So we have some um, real beginner bikes up to some, you know, nice um, sort of entry-level road bikes as well, which Ooh. is fantastic. So the ladies can get to experiment with different bikes and we've got a great mountain bike too. So we can help people if they don't have a bike. We also have a couple of spare helmets, which we're happy to lend out. But obviously we prefer for people to have their own helmets mm. because that's just nicer. Um, legal helmets, and of course we always check that they are legal helmets. Um, but yeah, look, it's basically just get on your bike and, you know, come and join us. Yeah. We'll take anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so how can people get in touch with you is the, is the next question. Uh, the best yeah, the best ways are probably the link in on the Facebook page, which is Will Women Australia, or they can sign up to get our newsletters on the website, which is willwomen.com.au. And um, I just stay on the Facebook page and um, sign up to that newsletter. They can send us an email too if they have a few questions or they're feeling a little bit nervous about the whole idea. Um so, yeah, lots of ways they can get in touch. But we update the Facebook page really quickly and that's kind of got, you know, up-to-the-minute um, notifications about rides and things. So, yeah, we're a bit slack with the, the website, I must say. We've got too many things happening we find it difficult to keep up with. Yeah, because I was noticing on the Facebook page this morning, you um, looks like you had a blast down at um, Lawn, but you actually had a stall. So you've, um, may I ask, you've moved into merchandising. Or, you know. Yes, we have. Ooh, we okay. we realised that there was yeah there was a real um, lack of um, gear that was actually in decent sizes for women, and we were all complaining that you know when we're normally say a size fourteen or something, we'd end up being like a three XL or a four XL in cycling gear, and we just got really sick of it. Plus the fact that we also have a lot of women who really want to ride, but they feel embarrassed about the whole idea because. Um, they think that there's no cycling gear will fit them. So we decided to do um, our own range of cycling gear and we go up to plus sizes. Excellent. Um, And so that means that everyone feels included, everyone feels important. And um, we've kind of equated this idea of cycling gear that doesn't fit bigger women. It kind of says you're not welcome in this world. And we say everyone is welcome regardless of your, your size or shape. Um, come and join us, and you can look gorgeous too. So and you can have absolute. 
an absolute pile of fun as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have a ball. Yeah. Well, Tina, thank you so much for being available at short notice, and especially after such a big weekend. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah, th- thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Chris. St Kilda Indigenous Nursery Cooperative are celebrating their 20th anniversary with a community open day and spring plant sale. An extensive range of native plants, bush food and wildflowers will be available, plus activities, talks and kids' sensory bushcraft corner on the Saturday. Head down to 525 Williamstown Road, Port Melbourne on Friday the 18th and Saturday the 19th of September from 10am to 4pm. St Kilda Indigenous Nursery Cooperative is a 3CR supporter. And you're back listening to Yarrabosco User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR 855 AM and digital. And time for a little bit of news and events. Next month, we've got the upcoming Yarra Ride to Work Day events. If you have a look at our calendar at yarrabug.org forward slash events, we've got all the details there. Or have a look at the uh, City of Yarra website as well. Also coming up is uh, the... Squeaky Wheel, they've got a heap of stuff coming up. The Sweet Cycle Around the World uh, thing this week, that's on September the 19th. That is very limited number, so I'd, uh, if you're interested in that, look it up on the Squeaky Wheel website. And they've also got more art rides coming up in October, design rides in October, and also the Magical Mystery Tour for Derebin, and that's going to be in November. Uh, something that should really interest people Uh, around Yarra and Melbourne is that uh, the City of Melbourne have got a uh, City Road Master Plan out. So if you go to participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au and select City Road and you can share your uh, plans or ideas about their uh, draft master plan and they're online until the 21st of October. There's also interactive stuff you can have a look at. Uh, Down at the Boyd Community Hub there's going to be drop-in centres and also a couple of walking tours during September and October. So get on to that. So that's some really interesting stuff happening. And also there is a Hoddle Street consultation. There was a couple of sessions on the weekend in East Melbourne about um, planning for Punt Road, Hoddle Street. And there's also some stuff happening down, uh, I think some more consultation sessions happening down towards the Paran Malvern area from memory. But have a look at the YCAT website, ycat.org.au, and that's on the calendar if you want to find out more about that. Well, thank you so much for today, and we'll do that. That's all we've got time for. You can listen to our podcast at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or yarrabug.org forward slash radio. Um, all presentations, present, presenters, my, my, my head's going weird this morning. I've only had one coffee. All announcers are three, at 3CR are volunteers and this program and the station rely upon the financial support of our listeners. If you'd like to subscribe and make a donation, make sure you check out the website at 3cr.org.au for more. Next week, should have Faith and Val in the studio and stay tuned up next for Dirt Radio. <laughs> You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.